This morning, I just want to talk to you about the, a coming awakening. Uh, this week was kind of a, a busy week, a little bit out of the ordinary. Uh, lots of needs to be praying for. And uh, just praying with different people, some people on the phone. And uh, anyway, it was uh, a very interesting week. But still, I just kept hearing the words, awakening, awakening. And uh, when I went to that movie uh, this week, I was thinking, oh, wow. I said, maybe I should have went to the movie first. Would have helped me out. And, uh, but uh, again, that's a movie about an awakening. That's something where God begins to stir people, touch people, and they start responding to God. And uh, so that's what I want to share with you uh, here this morning and just to uh, talk about that. Well, in Acts chapter 2, verses 17 to 21 is the passage of Scripture that I'd like to refer to and talk about. And uh, it was, again, rather interesting at that movie that that was the passage of Scripture. They also quoted and talked as they were talking about what had happened uh, back in the 70s. But anyway, in the last day, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. And your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs in the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark. The moon will turn blood red before the great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. Well, this morning, I just want to share about, I believe, a coming awakening that I believe is still going to take place in our world. Now, an awakening is described as an arousing from sleep uh, or inactivity to as to awaken as if from a deep sleep to suddenly become aware, alert to spiritual truth, a stirring that takes place in people's hearts. And as I said, as I was praying about what to speak this week, all I kept hearing was one word, awakening. Awakening, awakening. And I was kind of like, well, Lord, what's the passage you refer to? What, what should I say about that? And, and uh, it just seemed to be kind of a struggle to get all those thoughts uh, really together. Uh, but I am. I am believing for an awakening. And I know that many of you have been praying the very same thing and wanting to see awakening. There have been many, many spiritual awakenings and revivals that have happened throughout our history. And certainly we are in need of one today. And uh, that movie that we saw this week of Jesus' Revolution uh, talked about another revival that happened amongst uh, unlikely people. And uh, it was quite funny to watch at times, but also a very strong gospel message in there. And you know, the interesting part to me about that is that the world's enjoying that movie. It's not just about Christians that are coming to watch that movie. It's about the world is coming to watch that movie. That's a big deal. When the world is coming to see something, that means there's a stirring that is obviously taking a place right now. And as I look around, I am seeing signs of, of that happening and beginning. Uh, even here in our own church, we've been seeing people getting healed, people uh, getting saved, people getting transformed, uh, opportunities to share the gospel, uh, more people experiencing Christ for themselves people being ministered to by the Lord, and uh, even people being ministered even after the service or being at home, just touching them or ministering to them. 
Uh, you know, last week, uh, everybody was pretty much gone at the church. And then as I came back and there were people that stayed here, I guess we're going to have to switch back. All right, we'll do that. Enemy doesn't want to hear the message, so we'll switch to another mic. But even last week, I was, I was blessed because there's a few people that were sitting. When everyone was done, everyone was outside. The doors, everyone was gone. We were about to lock up and we came back in, and there were some people that were sitting here. God was still ministering to them. God was still speaking to them. And I love that. I love it when God does the speaking. Not a minister or not somebody else that's praying, but when God himself just begins to minister and touch people. That's a wonderful thing. That's a great thing. And we want to see that more and more and more. And we're very thankful for what God is doing. And uh, I'm sure that, though, that you have the heart cry that, God, we want to see more. We want to see more. We want to experience more. And I believe that is coming. I really believe that there is a spiritual awakening that is beginning. And I believe it's going to spread, and I believe it's going to become greater, and I believe it will be the greatest awakening that our world has ever seen. And that's something I've always felt here uh, for this church, for this community and, and area. And we are believing, and I'm still believing, that it's going to come. It is going to happen. and Because uh, you can't stop what God wants to do. You can interfere, and you know, maybe you can slow it down a little bit, but no, God's going to do what he promised he will do. I was thinking of the verse of scripture that used to be on that back wall, and it was from Habakkuk 2.3. It says, the vision is for a future time. It describes the end, and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently, for it will surely take place. It's not going to be delayed. And so there is a time coming for a spiritual awakening that's going to convince many people of their need of Jesus, and that Jesus is the truth, the life. In the way, an awakening that will spark new fire and energy uh, in the Lord's work, bringing uh, many people into the kingdom of God. And as you look at some of the things that are happening even in the United States, uh, the Asbury University revival, they weren't really expecting that. It just came. It just came suddenly, and that's what we're believing for. We're believing for suddenly to come that's going to touch people and draw people to Jesus Christ. And I really believe that God is wanting to pour out His Spirit one more time before His return and that there's going to be awakening that will be the greatest awakening that this world has ever seen. And I believe that's God's desire because God desires that all people would be saved, that all people would come to repentance, that all people would not perish but would experience everlasting life. But the reality is that many are asleep totally unaware that Jesus is real. And many Christians sometimes aren't much better and come cold and indifferent, half asleep. But there's a stirring, I believe, that is coming where we'll need to rise to the occasion and wake up and ready ourselves for what God is wanting to do. I really believe there's a coming awakening. And I just want to encourage you to raise your expectation today and get ready to be part of a great awakening that I believe that's going to happen. Now, as you think about awakenings in the Bible, uh, Acts chapter 2 is a great one to refer to. Um, first of all, as you look at Acts chapter 2, uh, it encourages to be looking forward to something great as God pours out His Spirit. God is not finished pouring out His Spirit. 
He's still pouring out his spirit on his sons and his daughters and upon people in our world today. Now, in this story in the book of Acts, it happened uh, on the day of Pentecost, which was predicted by the prophet Joel that there would be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And we see the first part of that outpouring of the Holy Spirit was falling on the apostles and the believers that had gathered together to wait on God. And you know what? Awakenings usually do come when people begin to wait on God. That's, that's for sure. And the Holy Spirit began to move, not just to them, but he began to move upon the people that were there as well. Acts 2, 1 to 4, kind of the rest of the story, it says, On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place, and suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. That gathering together to pray and, and wait on God is really the same formula. If you're looking for formulas that can bring a, a revival or bringing... Uh, an outpouring of God's Spirit, awakening is still the same today. If my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, there will be awakenings that will take place. Now, in this story, there was a roaring sound from heaven. And wouldn't that be wonderful this morning if we heard a roaring sound, an unnatural roaring sound that suddenly would come and then that would be followed by the Holy Spirit starting to touch each and every one of us. And the Bible says here that it appeared as the Holy Spirit came upon people, there seemed to be like flames of fire settling on believers. And that led them to be filled with the Holy Spirit and empowerment and a boldness that came upon them. And also there was a, you know, uh, uh, an unusual manifestation where they began to speak in tongues, began to speak in other languages that they did not know. And just doing a quick count, it was around 15 different languages that were identified. And it was amazing, the crowd, that how can these people be doing this when we know that, well, they're from Galilee. We, we, we recognize that these people don't understand our language or know our language, but yet they were speaking to them of the things of God in that very day. And a huge crowd began to gather to see what was really going on. And the Apostle Peter, he steps forward and he begins to explain to them what was going on, telling the crowd that this was a God moment where God was pouring out His Spirit upon people. And as Peter began to preach, an awakening started to happen. Even though there's people in the crowd that were ridiculing, there always will be, many in the crowd started experiencing a spiritual awakening. Suddenly there was a conviction of the truth that was being spoken and people started repenting and turning to faith in Christ and even took that next step and said, we need to be baptized because they recognized baptism was very familiar to them in their culture and they realized that that was a step to take to show people that they had decided to follow Jesus Christ. And so out of this crowd of thousands of people, we don't know how many thousands were really there, but we do know that 3,000 people responded uh, to that. And there was that continuation from that day where there were salvations and outpourings of the Holy Spirit all over the area and outside of Israel. 
And friends, it's so interesting to see that the day of Pentecost. In that film, as you go to it, you'll see a baptism picture where people were coming down to the ocean. Uh, was it Pirate's Cove or something like that I think it was called? And many were being baptized in the water. I was thinking in our own nation uh, uh, back, I think, around 1918 uh, in Camelton, New Brunswick, where God was beginning to move and there was a baptismal service in the ocean there. And the newspapers report that 3,000 people gathered along the shore to watch what was taking place. And so this is not just an unusual thing once. It can happen many, many times. Now, the purpose of awakenings and outpourings of the Holy Spirit is not just to awaken or empower the church so the church can you know, have a good time and enjoy themselves. Uh, if it just says that, then that's just a renewal, what you call a renewal. But an awakening is when the world as well as the church is wakened and where people began to experience salvation, where people began to experience those truth encounters with Christ. And this outpouring of Acts is definitely would be considered an awakening, a literal awakening, where eyes were open to the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we see that people responded. Uh, they committed their lives to Christ. They, they, they acknowledged that Jesus truly was the Son of God and the Savior of the world. And that's what awakening will do. It will cause many people to respond to God, commit their lives to God, and start following Jesus Christ. We see here that the, the church, yes, it was empowered. Uh, there was obviously recommitments were probably taking place, and that's what awakenings do. They don't just touch the world, they touch the church. It brings the church back to where the church needs to be, where there's new boldness, new giftings uh, that start happening amongst the church, and they get their lives right so they can begin to minister to all the lives that God starts bringing in. And we want that. We really do. And we should expect that to happen uh, because the outpouring in the book of Acts, th that uh, awakening that happened there was never, ever meant to be a one-time thing. It was a, something that was meant to continue until the Lord returns. And as you read those scriptures, we already read them earlier, it talks about that, that this was to continue until Jesus returns. Now, the next part is exactly that. I want to talk to you about this coming awakening, because the fact is that the Acts awakening is to be continued. Again, never meant to be a one-time event, never meant to end, is to continue. And, and Peter himself says this awakening is happening and, and right through to the last days. And will continue, he says, until the glorious day of the Lord arrives. And listen to some of the things that he's saying here, because sometimes we just like to quote the first part, and we don't like to quote the second part. And so Acts 2, 19 to 20, and it says, And I will cause wonders in the heavens above, signs in the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark, the moon will turn blood red before the great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. Now, this verse speaks more, really, of our day than of their day. And, you know, we, we can think of all the things that have been happening in our world, uh, especially of late, the volcanoes, the earthquakes, the tsunamis, the, the hurricanes, and all these things that we see increasing. And then there's the signs in the skies, uh, all the things that are happening uh, with the sun, solar flares, dark spots on the sun, 
the moon turning blood red. And matter of fact, now we do have a name for that. We call it the blood moon uh, when that happens. And so we know there's a lot of signs out there in the heavens that are telling us that, you know what, we're getting closer to that day when Jesus Christ will come. But at the same token, we need to remember that he has poured out his spirit upon his sons and his daughters. He's still pouring out his spirit even in these last days. And, and I believe that God doesn't want us to be caught unaware, so he does give us signs on the earth and signs in the heavens above. And uh, I don't know about you, but uh, if you've noticed over this uh, past year, uh, the northern lights, uh, man, we've really been getting them a lot. Uh, normally you don't see them that often. Uh, I remember when I, fr I first came out west and I was up in Hay River, and I think that was the first time I saw the beauty of the northern lights. And the reality is, though, that northern lights actually can be seen across the nation. But we've been really seeing them way more active uh, than probably I, I ever remember. And uh, this uh, past year has been a great year uh, of seeing them so, so often. Even Christopher, he's really into the northern lights and studies up and all that kind of stuff. And he's saying, like, yeah, it's been so common this year, like just people seeing it all the time. And this past week, it was a Wednesday night, I think, uh, it was uh, out there again and just seeing those things. And they tell us that there's going to be an intensity. It's going to increase even more. They say that 2023 is going to be a far greater year where we're going to see uh, these northern lights. And it's going to continue until the year 2025 where they think it'll be the end of that cycle. And so that's kind of interesting to note. You know, and they call it a period of solar maximum. And this cycle is going to continue right up to 2025. And so we're going to see greater displays uh, of the handiwork of God right in the skies. Now, I don't know about you, but when those northern lights are out and they're, you know, really, really strong, it's almost like when you go outside that they're all around you. I was thinking that this Wednesday and, and thinking like, man, that's almost like the glory of God coming down upon us. There's an aurora that is around us, and that's what it is. It is an aurora, and it's like there's an aurora all around us. And that, wow, when you're outside there, it just seems like they're all around you. It's a wonderful, a wonderful sight, kind of a wonderful feeling. And, and it's interesting that most times the northern lights can only be seen in northern provinces of Canada. Uh, Alberta is always one of the top places, B.C., of course, the territories, uh, northern Quebec, uh, the Arctic, uh, to see them. But you need to realize that they've been seen all across Canada. And there's actually a radar thing, which who ever thought there'd be a radar to show you where they are. Christopher kind of watches that stuff. And he said, Dad, you realize it went right across the nation, right on the border of Canada, all the way across do you think God's maybe is trying to tell us something? Do you think he's trying to show us something, that he's wanting to do something? Because often when you look, what happens in the natural can often be a spiritual message to us that maybe God is wanting to pour out his spirit upon us. And that glory would start falling down upon our nation. And so that's something, man, I want that. I want that. 
But with all these things that are happening in the skies and the heavenlies and on the earth, you know, it should tell us that it's saying here that I'm pouring out my spirit. And as Peter goes on to say about these other words of prophecy, it's obviously to continue. Even going back to the part where it says that it's going to be poured out on people with dreams, visions, prophesying. Acts 2, 17 says, In the last day, God says, I'll pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. I want you to know I'm dreaming visions, just so you know that. Maybe some others are dreaming dreams. But it says, I'm going to pour out my spirit. Have you noticed how many people have been talking about visions and dreams that they've been having? And I'm talking about Christians. I'm talking about non-Christians that they're talking about these dreams that are coming to them and they're asking questions. Some of them are giving their lives to Christ and from different nations, different religions and everything. People are getting that and they're coming to Jesus Christ. It's not decreasing. It's actually increasing. And so awakenings are not over. But I believe they're going to become more frequent and the biggest is yet to come. And that's something that we would welcome right here uh, to be in our own church. And then lastly, we come to the awakening of revelations. The last book of the Bible is written as the revelation of Jesus Christ. Uh, actually, in many Bibles, there's the title, the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's how it opens up. Uh, Revelations 1, 1 and 2, it says these words. This is a revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants the events that must soon take place. He sent an angel to present this revelation to his servant John, who faithfully reported everything he saw. This is his report of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now, a revelation means an act of revealing, uh, an act of making known divine truth in a supernatural way. So the last words of Jesus in the book of Revelation are meant to reveal divine truth, divine encounters in supernatural ways. Which when you think of that, well, it's awakening. It's waking people up to their need of Jesus Christ where Jesus is revealing himself more and more and more to our world, giving them every opportunity to come to faith in him. And, and as you read the book of Revelation, you, you see that. You, you see that, first of all, Jesus starts speaking to who? The church. He starts speaking to the church. I want to reveal myself to the church. And when he's talking about the church, there's some things in the church that aren't always so great. Sometimes we mess up things. Sometimes the church uh, misrepresents our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And, and so Jesus says, I'm going to reveal myself to the church. I'm going to speak some things in the church. I'm going to get the church ready for what, for an awakening, awakening that will indeed uh, take place. And so he starts to do, he starts to speak, speak to the church and, and, and talks about a lot of different things where the church needs to get itself ready and it needs to correct some things that are wrong. And as it starts with speaking to the church, often in awakenings, that's where God will start. He'll start in the church because the church needs to get ready to receive all the people that he's ministering to outside the church that they might be ready. And, you know, again, if you watch that movie, 
they, they show that problem <clears throat> uh, with the hippie generation that the churches weren't really ready to receive them. And they were very scared of them in many ways. And, and they kind of, you know, you're out here, you're out here. And, and if you watch that story, as a pastor started to change his thoughts and change his mind, and some of the people in the church slowly began to receive them, and then there were some in the church that just totally, no, I'm out of here. I don't want to have anything to do with them. And so sometimes the church got to get right for those moves of God to start to happen. You know, uh, the Bible says here in the message to the church, uh, Revelation 3, 2-3, when it talks about awakening, what does Jesus say to the church? He says, wake up, strengthen what little remains, for even what is left is almost dead. I find that your actions do not meet the requirements of my God. Go back to what you heard and believed at first. Hold to it firmly. Repent. Turn to me again. Because if you don't wake up, I will come to you suddenly as an unexpected, as a thief. So awakenings are just as important for the church as they are for the world. And the church needs to be awakened that they might be able to receive uh, what God is doing in our world. And I, and I believe we as a church, we're at that place. We need to get ready for the harvest that will come in because God is moving. God is speaking to people. And as you look through this book of, of Revelation, as you see him speaking to the church, he then goes on and, and there's people starting to, to come to faith in Christ. There's a reference to 144,000 are saved. There's a reference to a multitude uh, that comes in before these judgments start taking place. And all along, Jesus is trying to reveal himself that people would come to him even before those judgments would take place. And yet those judgments are there to warn us, to tell us, to like, to, hey, wake up, that we might make things right with God. Romans 13, 11 said, This is all the more urgent, for you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up, for our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. I found it kind of interesting. I was doing a, a funeral in uh, Frog Lake this week. And uh, as we were in that service, I, I began to think about revelations. And I began to think that, well, you know what? There's a continuation even in revelations that God is revealing himself. And so I said to them there that day, and I, I said, I want to tell you something here today that God is revealing himself. And I understand that you've gone through where there's been a misrepresentation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I want to tell you, uh, Christ is going to reveal himself to you in a far greater way where you're going to know that you know that Jesus Christ is the truth and is the life and is the way. I kind of started prophesying that before I realized what I was doing. But uh, that just kind of came upon me in kind of an unusual setting uh, there. But we need to re realize that, yes, Jesus is about revealing himself. He wants to reveal himself, not just to us Christian people. He wants to reveal himself to the world, that there might be a great harvest, that many people would come to faith in Christ. Again, God desires no one to perish, but everybody to come to repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. And so as you think about that, you know, awakenings are happening. They've happened throughout history. And they will continue to happen. And I am believing for a great awakening where multitudes would respond to Christ. Because there is coming a day. There is coming a day 
where God is going to do something great and wonderful. You know, the book of Revelation is about Jesus revealing himself and telling the church, get ready for a harvest. So that, that, that's important. A harvest is coming. Jesus uh, uh, spoke that even before, really, back in the book of John. He, he says in John 4, 35, you know the saying, four months between planting and harvest, but I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. Have you not noticed that you can talk more about God of late, that people will have those conversations with you more, not less, but actually more, that, that God has given us more opportunities to talk about him? I, I think that's important. It helps us to realize something's coming. God is stirring. He's revealing himself to our world. And we need to be ready for that. Awakening is at the door. I'm reminded as I, I speak of that and uh, believe for something coming. I remember quite a few years back now, I had a dream. And, uh, and no, it was a vision. Because if I say it's a dream, that means I'm an old man. I had a vision. And in that vision, I, I, I saw a tidal wave coming towards St. Paul. And as I looked at that tidal wave, I'm thinking like, this is inland. There are no, you know, there's no big water that can hit it. So obviously it's something supernatural that was coming. And I could see wave after wave after wave. And no matter far, how far west I looked, all I could see was those waves coming. And as I looked to the north, I could see it to the north as I looked to the south. And I realized, you know what, there's no escaping this wave. It's going to get everybody. Everyone's going to get hit. And, and, and I pray that, truly, that, that will come out. There would be such an awakening that everybody would be hit by that wave, and then they will have to make a choice, either to serve God or not serve God. But you know what? God is moving. He really is. He's touching people. He's changing people. He's revealing himself more and more. And I just want to encourage you to keep those hopes up. There's something taking place. There is a stirring that is taking place. And again, all week long, I just kept hearing the one word, awakening, awakening, awakening. And that was it. I was kind of looking for the Lord for further details to, you know, be able to do a better message. But that's all I kept hearing. But I'm believing that, and, I, and I'm encouraging you to open up your hearts to believe for more of God, more revelation, greater experiences, greater encounters with God, because God is wanting to reveal himself. And I've been seeing that even in church where God is ministering to people. He's touching people. I'm not praying for them. You're not praying for them. They're just being touched by God himself. And that's becoming more frequent. So we need to be open to that. The Bible tells us in Revelation 3.20, the words of Jesus. He says, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I'll come in. And we're going to share a meal together as friends. So when you hear his voice, when you're feeling that touch of the spirit upon your life, God says, open the door. Allow him to come in. And don't allow anything or anyone else to distract you because we're sometimes famous for that. We allow things, we allow other people to come in our lives and they begin to distract us from that relationship with our God. And Jesus wants to reveal himself to us even more. So much more that we literally, like we're sitting with him, and having a talk with Jesus, that he's right beside us. Just like that person, whoever's sitting beside you, that Jesus is right there and he begins to talk to you. 
when you hear his voice, open the door. He's wanting to reveal himself to the church and to the world. And so don't ignore those opportunities because it could lead to the greatest awakening that you've ever seen. And if you've been ignoring those promptings from God or maybe you've been filling your life with too many other things, then I encourage you start setting some new priorities. Start availing yourself so that you might be able to sit down with Jesus and have that conversation as he wants to reveal himself more and more to you. And if you're here today and you've never surrendered your life to Christ, then what better day is today to open up your heart and to receive Jesus Christ in your life and to profess him as your Lord and Savior. You know, you could say that simple little uh, sinner's prayer. Uh, it can be said anyway because there, there's no set prayer. It's, it's about the heart and having a right heart with God. And, and so you can say, Jesus I do believe in you. I sent you today. I feel you today. I welcome you into my life today. I ask you to come into my life and forgive me of my sins. And Lord, help me to serve you from this day forth. Just a simple prayer like that can be life-changing for you. And if you've never done that, then I encourage you to do that and even uh, say that even now before we close. And if you want help in that regard, I'll, I'll stay up here at the front and gladly would pray with you if you do. And uh, just to rejoice with you. Welcoming Jesus into our lives is really for all of us. It's not just for the church or just for the world. All of us need to be inviting Jesus into our life. More of you, Jesus. I want more of you. I want you to reveal yourself more to me. Because there's a lot of people out there, they hear of Jesus, they know about Jesus, but they've never experienced Jesus. And Jesus is wanting to reveal himself even more than ever before. Just like when I was in Frog Lake, I really believe that God wants to reveal himself more to all of our indigenous people. There's been a lot of things that have happened there that have not been good with the gospel. Well, I believe there's going to be a revealing of Jesus himself speaking into their hearts and into their lives uh, that they may come to full faith in Christ. And friends, that's what all of us want. I want to see more of that. I want to experience more of that. I want to have more of those visions or dreams and uh, those experiences where I'm encountering Christ in my life, where I'm hearing his voice, where he's speaking into me. And I trust that you do as well. I believe a great awakening is coming. I believe it's already starting, but I believe it's going to turn into something great and be the greatest thing that we've ever seen. And so I just hope that encourages you today. And hopefully that bears witness with you today that God is wanting to reveal himself more. Even today in that service, this morning, Jesus is wanting to reveal himself more to us. Don't be scared of it. Just open up and say, Jesus, I, I, I may not understand all you're trying to do now, but I, I know you're in the house. I feel you. Welcome him. And you know, if you've got sickness, you've got disease, or whatever your problems might be, perfect time when you're in the presence of Jesus, to ask for those miracles. And he can do that right where you are, right where you stand, right where you sit. God can do that. Because he's a Lord that wants to reveal himself more and more to our world. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are revealing yourself more and more and more. And Lord, I know as I stand as a pastor of this church, I know that's a we. It's not a me thing. 
it's a we thing, that we desire to experience more and more and more of you. And so we welcome, Lord, your revealing of yourself in our services, in, in, in our times when we're with people, in our times at home, wherever we might be, we welcome the, the revealing of yourself in our lives and in the lives of others. And Lord, we pray for our community as well. Lord, we want to see everyone in heaven. We don't want to see anybody perish. And Lord, that is your heart's desire. You tell us that in your word. You desire no one to perish, but all to come to everlasting life. And so, Lord, we pray that. We, we pray that, Lord, there would be an awakening that would fall upon us as churches, that would fall upon us as communities, as uh, provinces, as nations, that, Lord, that you would move upon us once again in a powerful way, that, Lord, that we might hear you this time and that we might respond to you and welcome you into our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.